0: Hello and welcome to the Insight is Capital podcast. I'm Pierre Daly, managing editor at advisoranalyst.com. I'm here today with Phil Mesman, partner and head of fixed income at Picton Mahoney Asset Management. We're going to be discussing event-driven investing or special situations in celebration of the firm's latest liquid alternative fund launch, Picton Mahoney Fortified Special Situations Alternative Fund. This is the Insight is Capital podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the individual guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of advisoranalyst.com or of our guests. This broadcast is meant to be for informational purposes only. Nothing discussed in this broadcast is intended to be considered as advice.
1: Phil, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Hey, Pierre. Thanks so much for having me today. Appreciate it.
0: So, um... Phil, tell our listeners about Picton Mahoney Asset Management a little bit and and uh, the evolution of your alternative investment solutions
1: and your role at the firm. Sure. Uh, Picton Mahoney is an alternative investment manager. We were founded in 2004, employee-owned. And uh, at our firm, our mission is to help investors achieve their financial goals with greater certainty. And key to that is is building and identifying solutions that are different and that can add value to investor portfolios or what we would like to say is fortify investor portfolios and fortifying investor portfolios is really all about identifying return objectives and combining that with you know risk constraints and putting that all together and and to maximize total return and minimize risk and uh, we're very excited that we've been managing those type of solutions in the equity space income space all the asset space and merger arbitrage as well. Uh, I joined Picton Mahoney in 2009 to build out the income business and the income business our flagship strategy, which we launched uh, at that time, our objective was to provide a corporate bond like return with less volatility than corporate bonds and very pleased with our results over that 11 plus years. And uh, really it's a corporate bond focused strategy. So we look at corporate bonds and developed markets. And we organize the portfolio a little bit differently than what you might see in traditional bond strategies. We have three segments, and then we overlay hedging. And those segments include what I call patient capital, and that's coupon clipping and defensive corporate bonds. that provides an anchor of a portfolio. And then we combine that with special situation investing, which is what we're going to talk about more yep. today. It's event-driven credit investing. And then in addition to that, we have single name shorting, which is where you would short a corporate bond because you think it's expensive or you think that there might be some kind of challenge with the company. And then we overlay those three segments with hedges. And the hedging aims to protect the portfolio from interest rate risk, currency risk, uh, credit volatility, liquidity risk, and, and those kind of things.
0: Great. So Phil, I mean, we know this is a tough environment for bond investors. Can you comment on what you're seeing in the fixed income market right now? And follow up, I guess, uh, where do we go
1: from here? Sure. Yeah, it is absolutely difficult for bond investing in general. And the main, you know, crux of what of it is that the yields are very, very low globally across all ass- asset classes within fixed income, government bonds, corporate bonds, et cetera. And so it's difficult to get that income for investors. And uh, they're used to getting, you know, very consistent coming and in fact, great returns from fixed income for the last decade and kind of, you know, stepping back, ask the question, okay, well, what is income investing and what are you aiming to get from it? You know, the objective from income investing is to get income and then also to get the protection of bonds, get that downside production. And when you look at the low yields we have today, it's going to be very difficult for traditional bonds to deliver in this environment. And that's creating a strong business case for alternative income investing. and uh, I would say that the, the one of the strongest business case I've seen in my career for alternative income investing is today, given these challenging income uh, markets.
0: yeah, it''s it's, it's really uh, it's really created quite a conundrum. I mean, there's so little room to move given given how low yields are and given the, the uh, sort of growing persistence of an inflationary outlook. And so, Phil, as a bond person, if you were in an advisor's shoes, what would you do with your fixed income?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll address that first. I wanna talk about that room to move in inflation. And uh, when I look at the risks today, the main risk in fixed income in my mind today is margin of safety or room to move as you call it. Margin of safety means is there enough yield cushion or, or credit spread uh yield let's call it to to handle volatility and and that yield is so low it doesn't matter whether the volatility comes from inflation or from you know corporate spreads widening out and uh and so that that is the the challenge for sure and on the inflationary front I think reasonable minds can differ whether we will or won't have inflation but it doesn't take much uh, to hurt uh, in other words yields don't have to go up very much for you to feel volatility in your bond portfolio given how low yields are today. So with that, the question is, okay, what do you do about it? <laughs> if I was, if I was advisors, a bond person with all humility, if I was an advisor's shoes, what would I do? Uh, the first thing I, is critical is stepping back and just taking inventory of what you own in your bond book and looking how it all works together. So I like the idea of bucketing everything between core and plus fixed income. So your core fixed income would include government bonds, investment grade, et cetera. And then your plus gets into high yield. And, uh, and then perhaps emerging market bonds. So just kind of bucket those and then look for your overlaps. And I really like the idea of zero basing where, you know, take a look at everything you own, but take a blank piece of paper. And if I were to say, okay, if I could give you a hundred dollars today, what would you buy in fixed income? And uh, with that, take that. And when you have that answer, go from where you are and work your way back to that. And to me, finding a few strategies that do different things and work well together is really what you want to do. And I believe um, key today is process. Uh, Resiliency of process is is critical. So spending a fair bit of time talking to the managers that you empower with your capital to understand their process and asking them, how are you going to make me money in this environment? How are you going to protect the portfolio given how low yields are? And those kind of questions I think are critical and as part of the process. You've also talked
0: uh, in the past about using or comparing the yield uh, versus the duration. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit and how useful
1: yeah. that is? Sure. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> yield divided by duration is I think one of the most important stats to look at for your fixed income. It's how much money you're going to make is your yield divided by duration, which is how much risk you're taking. And basically when you look at that stat, it's at the worst risk award in history for fixed income. Uh, worst-ish, I should say. So you have a very low yield and very high duration, and so understanding that and understanding that risk is key, and making sure you have a view on it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> it's uh, you know bond Let's keep going down bond math. I love it. You know, I think I think I think one of the things is that you know investors a lot of probably the majority of investors feel that bond investing is a very mechanical, very arithmetic strategy. When in fact, uh, there's a lot more fundamental homework that's required. Uh, as in equity investing, as in traditional equity investing, particularly value investing has used uh, fundamental analysis to determine you know the valuation of stocks. Um, your approach also uses fundamental analysis to determine uh, the uh, fair value for bonds and, and the fundamentals behind those bonds, the coverage, those sorts of concerns. And that's the kind of homework you're doing behind this, behind the scenes. It's not, it's not strictly, um, you know, it's not, it's not so much an equation, which, which I think a lot of people think it might be, uh, it's a lot of intuition and, and fundamental analysis and research, fundamental research that goes into
1: your decision-making. Well, I think fixed income managers have overcomplicated fixed income forever. It's, it's a big rouge to try to make it sound like mystique. Uh, Fabozzi who's the Picasso of fixed income, if anyone has written re- read any of his books or have had to read any of his books, I should <laughs> say um, yeah, you know, we have several definitions of duration, several definitions of yield, but at the end of the day, you know it's it's it isn't that complicated on on the math side. There's only a few variables that matter, but fundamentals are key critically key as as you're highlighting here for sure, especially today
0: so that which brings me to um, special situations. Let's talk about special
1: situations, credit investing. What, what is, what's, how does that work? What's involved in the. Sure. So stepping back, special situations, credit investing, big, I should say in, in the market uh, globally, Uh, very, very little representation here in Canada, but it's a big category within fixed income outside of Canada and. When I look at my career, I started out working at Scotia Bank in, uh, in commercial credit, and I'd like to think that I bring a banker's perspective to to the bond market. Uh, then I spent time at Merrill Lynch, working as an analyst in our special situation investments. So we we would be would have uh, proprietary investments at Merrill Lynch in Toronto, uh, and I was the analyst on some of those names. And then I went to a hedge fund in New York, Grey Wolf Capital. And in fact at Grey Wolf, uh, their, their flagship strategy was special situations. So I spent a lot of my career working on it. And when I moved back to Canada and I, and I joined Pictomaloni to build out our income business, I really appreciated the combination of this, this concept of special situations with patient capital and putting that together makes for really a dynamic fixed income strategy in my mind. It really very simply put is event driven credit investing. So some kind of event happens within the credit markets And it's our job to jump on it, analyze it, get under it, and figure out if there's something to do for investors. And it involves forensic analytics. So, you know, imagine actually reading financial statements, uh, reading the covenants of the bonds, and seeing if there's an opportunity within those bonds. And I would say the best analogy I could provide that I think would be maybe a little more accessible for our investors because they might be more familiar with it is merger arbitrage. So merger arbitrage on the equity side involves you know, one company buys another company and then the merger arbitrage investor goes and looks at those companies to see if there's an opportunity um, there to make to make some money. Same kind of idea. So there's on our side and in, in the event driven credit investing, let's say a merger is a great example, you know, company X buys company Y. We jump in like analytically, like a SWAT team on company Y, right. the, the acquired company, have a look at their financials, have a look at the covenants, identify if there's an opportunity within the bonds. It's very much about process. It's all about, you know, jumping in, having a look, digging deep, formulating an investment thesis, you know, putting the investment on, monitoring the investment and then then unwinding it at the outcome.
0: Does this type of environment that we're in make it difficult to find the investing opportunities in special situations or does it help?
1: I think there's always something to do. The bond market is huge, and uh, and really it's it's an evergreen type of strategy. It's been a key part of our of our overall fixed income strategies uh, since our onset in 2009. So that's been through many different market regimes since then. And uh, I actually really like this market for event driven credit investing. In fact, I think event driven credit investing represents one of the best risk reward opportunities in all capital markets today because yields are so low. It's actually encouraging companies to do stuff. So it's encouraging companies to buy other companies. So an investment grade company, buying a smaller high yield company, for example, It also encourages uh, refinancing a debt, taking out big coupon debt and issuing new bonds with lower coupons and less covenants. Right. And so we're seeing a lot of action, a lot of activity on the event side. And in fact, we've tilted our portfolios, our broader portfolios away from patient capital and more into venture and credit investing And because we see more opportunities on that side, and to me, uh, you know, the patient capital or the broad markets are expensive, but within the markets, there are some amazing opportunities and particularly on the event side.
0: I want to ask you about some, you know, if you can share some sort of prime examples of special situations. But before I do that, I want to ask you also if you can, if you can sort of define patient capital.
1: Sure. So again, the, the patient capital formulates, I would say the anchor of our broader fixed income portfolios. And it really is just coupon clipping and, and corporate bonds. It's it, the int- the intention is to get that steady income uh, with low volatility. And it provides that key income within the book uh, for, for fixed income. Uh, it complements event-driven investing very well. So event-driven, it also involves income, but more importantly, you're looking for a capital gain and a higher total return from that investment. Right. So our flagship strategies are are the combination of patient capital, special situations, shorting, and then, and then hedges. And what we've done with, with our new launch of our liquid alternative special situations fund is we've isolated that special situation segment and pulled it out as its own standalone strategy. So
0: what, what are some prime examples of special situations or event-driven that you can think of?
1: Sure, there are many. It's we have several subcategories and so it includes merger arbitrage as I, as I talked about before, right uh, recapitalization, so a company uh, changing their capital structure, refinancing debt. Uh, it also include things like um, regulatory changes. So we've seen some regulatory changes particularly in the banking sector, which has been a big big, big contributor of, uh, of, of ideas for the last 11 years ever since the financial crisis. And uh, in addition to that, perhaps a rating agency changes. So an upgrade trade, so an investment going from, or pardon me, a company going from high yield to to investment grade. When that happens, uh, the yield and the bond goes down. And when you, here's the bond math again, yield, so when a company goes from high yield to investment grade, the yield on the bond goes down. Right. And when yield goes down, price goes up and you make money. So you get a capital gain. So the upgrade trade is is likely the, the best example I could think of. Conversely, on the short side, the downgrade trade is a source of uh, alpha opportunity as well. And, um, you know, kind of going back to the, we didn't talk a lot about the short side, but to me, me, given these low yields, we're actually seeing a lot of interesting short side opportunities and uh, see that as as a potential alpha source going forward for investors.
0: So speaking of special situations, there's one special situation right now in, in China that's dominating the news. And that's the uh, the Evergrande debacle that's
1: unfolding. What are your thoughts on on that? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's it's a big special situation yeah. that that credit represents around fifteen percent of the high yield market in China. So that's that's a big one. And the question is, and this is a really good example of our process. So it's interesting to me that it's it's so att- everyone's so attentive to it today because this has been happening for quite a while. So those bonds of the company have been steadily going down for several months. And it all went back to the original source was the the regulators, China, basically wanted to restrict the amount of leverage in a lot of companies. So they wanted to pull, to to have them reduce leverage in general. And Evergrande ran into trouble because they had too much leverage in the balance sheet. So now we have this situation where, okay, here's an event. And question is, okay, what do you do about it? So Evergrande is in trouble. First thing we do is we, we unpackage a business. So we're not involved in the name but we would unpackage it and understand its implications to the broader market. So what is the follow through trade? So my whole thinking, and this is all about special situation investing is you can't predict something to happen, but don't miss it. <laughs> so yeah. something's happened now, what's the follow through? What, what sectors are gonna get impacted? So that's the analysis that we did. So we spent time um, looking at what sectors could get impacted and a lot of raw material sectors get impacted obviously, given the housing, right. nature of the business. In addition, the financial sector uh, could get impacted, is getting impacted in China and then could get impacted elsewhere. So that's the type of uh, trades we'll put on then on the back of this. We'll look for short side opportunities within sectors that could get impacted negatively because of this news event. And then in addition to that, I think the broader markets have been somewhat complacent about the information and have been for a little while. And I think complacency is, you know, part of that, that, that margin lack of margin of safety risk. And so, in addition to these sector ideas, we would also look to the broader markets uh, for hedging purposes and for potentially macro alpha like purposes. So, shorting, perhaps the high yield market uh, as well, or the investment grade market. That's great.
0: So, uh, Phil, where does a special situation strategy fit into a portfolio? Is it income or is it absolute return?
1: It's, it's a bit of both. So, our, our broader strategies, again, aim to provide a corporate bond-like return with less volatility. So when I talk to an advisor or to an allocator, we talk about it as being that corporate bond replacement category within their allocations. This is a little bit different. This The objective of special situations is to provide equity-like return with bond-like volatility. So looking for a little more return and therefore I, I believe that if from an allocator's perspective you should fund that purchase uh, by reducing perhaps your high yield allocation and your equity allocation so taking a bit of both and applying it to that to that category
0: thank you phil that 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 actually really uh, clarifies it uh, i think that would be one of the sort of leading advisor questions leading investor hmm. questions you know in terms of exactly where it fits um, so uh, phil where can we learn more about Picton mahoney and, and more
1: about special situations credit investing so you can go to our website, uh, PictonMahoney.com. dot uh, If you're a financial advisor, reach out to one of our sales reps here at the firm. Uh, you can also email us at support at PictonMahoney.com.
0: Awesome, Phil. Thank you so much for your valuable time. It's been it's been really uh, enlightening, and uh, I know I know I know our audience will have a lot to take away from this discussion. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks, Pierre. Appreciate it.